Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're going to be discoing. I don't know if that's the right word. But we're talking disco sauce, like hot sauce. I can't even wait. It's so good. I love hot sauce. I am. I put hot sauce or spice on everything. So when I had the chance to look at this um, opportunity, I was like, yes, how soon can we get it scheduled? You guys are going to love this discussion. I'm really excited. Alex Paramitioti is on today. Alex, is great to have you with us. Justin, it's a pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. And wow, what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I was looking forward to this. I like many of your colleagues do they sent you sent me like samples ahead of time which i love and not all you know are ones i love i mean i always like them but this i love and i just love hot sauce and i love how you've approached it and the flavors and i can't wait to dive in so i'm um, looking forward to that and it's so fun that we have so many friends in common inevitably when i do these interviews it's so fun to pull up linkedin and like look at who people are connected with and it's so amazing like alex and i have so many cool connections and um it's a small world and in this industry by the way for those listening you know you got to lean on your network to get things done so you hear that in a lot of our interviews and we'll talk about that in a little bit so um back to you alex so give us a little bit of your background before launching the business Absolutely. Uh, my name is Alex. I grew up in New Hampshire. I live here in New York City. And for the last 10 or so years, I've worked in the media and advertising space here in New York. Uh, and through one thing or another, here we are making hot sauce. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're in like programmatic and everything else in the advertising world and here and so you, you decide you're going <laughs> to launch a sauce. So how did the, where did the idea come from? I mean, that's it's cool. But I mean, where did it even start? So funny enough, uh, I used to throw big Friendsgiving parties. Uh, so living in New York, I had a one-bedroom apartment with a small backyard. Uh, I would host about 60 or 70 people in that small, small space. Um, and I would cook what I liked to do was like pork shoulder tacos, right? Mm. Something you can stand and eat. Um, instead of spending you know, $200 on Tabasco or Cholula, I decided to make my own. Uh, people were like, this tastes really good. You should bottle it. Of course. Uh, I bottled it. People were like, you should sell it. Um, <laughs> now you're selling and, it. And, you know, that one thing led to another, and here we are with Disco Sauce. All right. So you fast-forwarded, like, through all kinds of detail that you know I'm going to ask about. So, okay, you made the sauce. Okay, how did you make Did you Were you always making this before, or you just concocted it at the, you know, r randomly, or was this something, you know what I mean? Like, what did that look like to begin with? Totally. Totally. So I think, you know, since I was a kid, I've always been a big fan of food, right? On my mom's side, it's Lebanese. On my father's side, it's Italian and Greek. So flavor has never been short at our dinner table, right? And I think being together and partying together and just like celebrating food was always something that was part of my childhood, right? I actually started working in restaurants when I was 13 years old. Uh, I probably looked like I was 16 at the time, um, you know, and it worked in the hospitality industry up until I actually started working in advertising. Uh, working in media, I was working on big food brands, some of your largest uh, QSR pizza brands, as well as some of your largest pet food brands. Uh, and then moving over into the sales side, 
was able to, you know, have a little bit more fun and also tap into far more conversations, right? So speaking to every category and understanding that, you know, what true marketing is and how to really kind of build a brand and what these massive brands are doing, what these smaller brands are doing, uh, continuing to like always love to host and have parties, uh, these Friendsgiving events kind of got a little out of control. Um, (laughs) right. And so one year a colleague had sent me a flyer for no kid hungry, uh, which is a nonprofit that really focuses on feeding children in the schools and when they're not. And, uh, it really provided you the tools to host a Friendsgiving party and donate those funds to no kid hungry. So we did that, right. We fed about 1500 kids. Uh, and it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see like what we can do when we're coming together, just having fun the way we normally would. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe we, this can be part of what we do, but not all of what we do. Right. Um, you know, like how can I allocate, you know, some of what we do and have this be bigger than just hot sauce. Right. Sure. Um, and so that following spring, we actually, that on Cinco de Mayo, I hosted, um, whole hog pig roast in my backyard for 150 people um that was to see uh you know picking up that that pig at a uh butcher shop on a saturday morning and calling an uber uh with 83 pound body on my shoulder in new york city yeah i do (laughs) i i I did uh no it was was great right we had a massive turn and and again we reallocated ones into no kid hungry and it just got me thinking about ways that again we're not gonna ever hot sauce our way to the top right but what can we do with disco sauce to bring in our community and do a little bit more than just sling another product right and um again tried cooking hot sauce and you know got it right (laughs) uh refined it and then you know kind of worked with a co-packer to get this moving in terms of shelf stability and just like mass manufacturing at smaller scale, right? right. Um, more than just my one bedroom apartment and, you know, my poor neighbors, right. <laughs> um, bless them for, uh, for dealing with the fumes. But again, it was, it was a really cool process just to kind of go through and build a brand and more or less creative outlet outside of my day job. Sure. Uh, Love that. All right. So I love it. So how did you figure out, so you can come up with your own mix and all, but how did you figure out like the bottling part of that? So when looking at just like the recipe, I wanted to make something that was different than like your typical hot sauce, right? There's two ways to make hot sauce, which is either fermented or cooking it. Right. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't have 18 months to ferment. uh, So cooking it was the next bet. Right. Um, if you look at the majority of most hot sauces, the three main ingredients, vinegar, salt, and peppers, right? Uh, a lot of that is getting to a certain level of acidity so that it is shelf stable. And I thought, you know, why can't we use different ingredients to do so? So, you know, maybe being a little naive, uh, I shopped at my local organic grocery store that was right in the Lower East Side, you know, and I bought orange juice and I bought pineapples and I bought peppers and some honey and some garlic and, and made some hot sauce and <laughs> the you you've tried it right yes, um and i think it's a different it's flavor great. i love it we're it's not, right that's what i was surprised about we're not the spiciest hot sauce right um you know we're not trying to hurt anyone uh but again it's just what can we do to create 
more of a connection. You know, I had a lot of friends asking me, you know, you can open a restaurant, can you do a food truck? And I figured this is the easiest route. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but this is a really, <laughs> this is a really cool way to, to work with hospitality, with food lovers, with chefs, with bartenders, and really get back to like what my roots were in terms of just talking to people and learning more about people. Sure. And, you know, sometimes food can be that vehicle. And, Right now, it's hot sauce. I love it. Um, okay, so did you have to find like a co-packer to bottle it or like, yeah. you know, physically put it, a label on it and make it so people could buy it? Totally. Like, what did that look like? How did you figure that out? Totally, totally. So this was back in like 2019, right? There really wasn't like a how-to manual on how to do this. Right. Um, so I started calling up every co-packer across the East Coast. And after every conversation, I learned one more thing about like, you know, what is that variable that's going to get us to that right co-packer? And after all of them, we narrowed it down to two. Uh, and then we ended up working with a local co-packer here in the Catskills, woman owned. Okay. She actually runs a farm uh, and then also works with local farmers, right? So kind of like looking at the way our partners have a specific ethos for their brand, right? Putting people and produce first, like that's the kind of partner that I want to be working with, right? Sure. Um, we can't necessarily do everything, but if we can work with partners that, you know, can accommodate our needs, but are also doing it in an ethical and meaningful way, you know, those are the types of partners we've really doubled down on um, and have helped us scale to where we are today. Got it. I love that. So um, you got a mix and then you go to the co-packer. Was, were they able to replicate like the formula and the formulation exactly as you had it? Or how did that work out? So that took some time, right? Uh, the first run was not as perfect as we had liked, uh, but we learned a lot, right? We really wanted to stress test the market and um, it was a little watery. We launched with a larger bottle size. Um, we had since made some formulaic changes to get back to the original recipe. And again, you know, what you make in your kitchen isn't always necessarily right. what gets <laughs> so put in a bottle. Uh, we are, we are really close. Right. And I think if, again, if you look at our ingredients panel, it's super simple. This is, these are all ingredients that you can recognize, pronounce and buy at your local grocery store. So it's really just kind of putting those flavors together and then doing it in a way where, how can we communicate what this is applicable for? Right. And, sure. you know, working with bartenders was our big, our big push. Uh, when we launched in January of 2020, and I'm sure you've heard a lot of stories on this podcast. You know, because you've listened time. to some of them. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> so great. We launched, we launched with some really great bars here in New York city. Uh, the disco Rita was a thing. It was happening. And as you know, March happens and we kind of had really no idea what to do. Um, I kind of pivoted my efforts, had some time to really like look at the marketplace. And if you can think, if you can put yourself back at that time, restaurants were closing down, they couldn't right. make any money. Uh, healthcare workers were overworked. Uh, people were getting sick at the masses. So I worked with a few local food brands and created uh, the feeding people project. So what we did was we raised money. Uh, we took that money and we converted that to $5 healthy prepackaged meals for healthcare workers. Uh, this was during March through May of 2020. Um, 
So really launching full on influencer campaigns and marketing campaigns to engage with our community, working with several small food, local vendors, doctors were getting fed, but it was pizza. And I love pizza just as much as the next guy. But if you give me pizza three times a day, right. More than once, I'm going to slow down. Right. So Right. Uh, we we managed to feed 12,000 healthcare workers in a matter of two months. And, you know, again, coming back to this can be bigger than just hot sauce. Sure. So, you know, we've made some changes with our formula. We've really gotten our foundation in terms of where we're looking to scale. Um, we're really focusing on e-commerce as well as Amazon. And then working with, you know, local vendors in terms of food service to really kind of tap into that market understand what consumers love about our product, but then also integrate it in a different way. Uh, I'm a spicy margarita fan. I, I guess I got tired of getting like a pickled jalapeno in my margarita. Right. right. So, you know, this is an easy fix for that. Um, and we found that bars love using it. Um, it's leveraged elsewhere, right? Sure. So it's great on oyster. Uh, I'm curious what you've tried it with, but like standard breakfast eggs, that's an easy way. Yeah, that's what I um, You know, so far. But I think, you know, it because it's not super heavy on vinegar, you know, we got our citrus, our we got our our acid from our citrus. Um, we're able to have more of a flavor forward profile rather than just straight heat. Love that. And then as you think about like the market, were you so you 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 did that during the time of COVID, but then now you kind of back into the retail scene. So direct to consumer, you mentioned Amazon as a marketplace offer. What about retail? I and mean, how are you thinking about that? I'm thinking low and slow at the moment, right? And I think any brand who launched during COVID has gone through their paces and uh, seen a lot. And I think right. as a solo, a solo entrepreneur, you know, working with a few different teams to outsource things that I'm not the best at, right? And then focusing on my strengths. Uh, like, how can we grow holistically, but also meaningfully? If you look at where the economy is going, I'm selling bottles of hot sauce that sell on Amazon. I think right now it's nine ninety nine, right? Uh, you can definitely buy Tabasco by the tub for not much more than that. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's about, it's about doing more, right. That we're not going to pass away to the top. It's about doing more brands to integrate with our community and think about ways that we can do more with the assets and resources we have. So I think being mindful of all that, but really doubling down on, uh, what we're doing today and then, you know, continuing to scale at a very healthy rate as we have, um, and making sure that we're ironing out any kinks and make creating a profitable business that sure. uh, can then scale, you know, makes sense. No, I love that. Um, and then uh, so low and slow, I got it. What about other extensions slash flavors? Do you have other ideas in mind or things you're thinking about as you're looking, you know, to the future? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I think it's about, again, knowing who we are and running our own race and as an entrepreneur can get really confusing if you try and go in a bunch of different areas. Uh, do have new sauces on deck? We are going to release them once you know we're moving in the right direction with our original. Uh, I'd really like to see this get its legs uh, and sure. not release any subpar subpar castmates uh, <laughs> to fill a gap on a retail shelf. Um, right. 
Yeah, but again, that. being mindful that that is what retailers look for is more than one sauce. And we want to continue listening to our consumers and deliver that for them. Um, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the journey. It's part of the long game here, but really just making sure that what we're doing right today, we can replicate and scale. Uh, and we're learning a lot every day. Yeah. I and mean, you had to learn a lot. Like, you know, I love the bottle and the label and all, but like, how do you figure out the food labeling and all of the things that have to go into making a official product? Did you have someone help you with that? Or was it the co-packer? What'd that look like? So at the time I was working at an agency, so I was working with some of my coworkers, we Got had it. some ideas. Uh, and then again, you know, really just kind of going with something simple. Uh, if you look at the marketplace, it's really crowded with aggressive, very like over the top illustrations. We wanted to go super simple. Um, I've heard all kinds of feedback about our labels, right? I love the good ones, um, but I've heard it all, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but again, you know, I think we're not going to please everyone, but we wanted something simple, right? And and if you taste our sauce, uh, it, again, it's not super aggressive. There shouldn't be any flames or skulls on our bottle. Right. Uh, this is well, something that medium. you know. It says the uh, medium pineapple right. is highlighted on the label, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And again, we're not going to please everyone. Some people say it should be hotter. Some people say it's too hot. Uh, it's hot sauce, but right. we we like to make sure that. Uh, Again, it's not something that's going to burn your mouth. It won't linger. And, it, you know, there's more than just heat uh, when you're putting on your food. I think that's great. I love it. Party on your plate, as you say, on your site. Um, what about retail? That's it. How do you think about retail? And, and or, or are you holding the line on that still and doing just kind of marketplace and D to C? And then what's your thought on that? So retail is definitely a, fo- a focus of ours. And, you know, it's a way to scale fast. Uh, but I think, again, to respect where we are in the space, you really get only a few shots to make it happen totally. and do it right. Totally. Um, so, you know, we've we've chatted with partners that want to take us into retail. Uh, you know, I think it's all about a timing thing. And, you know, we're getting close. But right now, you know, while we're small but mighty, we're able to kind of mitigate some of the other stress points our competitors are facing in the supply chain, sure. right? right. Uh, not having to grow too fast, not having to go raise money uh, to fulfill POs. So it, right. again, totally. it's just kind of get, getting getting to a point where we can sustain and grow and feel confident making fun moves and then, you know, fostering those communities that love discos. Right? I love that. Really, really cool. It's fun to build a brand, you know, especially around something you're passionate about and like, you know, your product and all that. Um, very, very cool. So as you look forward, um, anything that you're like, is you, the next six to 12 months in addition to kind of just gr- gaining some, I'd say scale, anything else on the horizon that you're really thinking about in terms of strategies for growth? So I think it's, it's really tapping into the wins that we've seen, but while testing lots of different marketing strategies over the last few years, right? Uh, we've done a lot and learned a lot. And I think being able to take those learnings and then attributing them to where the industry is going, where the marketing world is going, where attribution is going, we're really able to better understand our audience, have a better dialogue with that audience. And then, you know, if we're providing them with value in terms of quality content, quality product, you know, continuing to foster that consumer base, I'm confident that eventually there will be an inflection point where, you know, 
if we continue to give, there, there might be a return uh, in terms of purchase in the future, right? Uh, sure. You know, check us out. You know, uh, no pressure to buy, but um, it's really just about how can we be mindful about where we are and who we're speaking to, um, and, and then also providing that quality experience when they purchase our product. Sure, and I love that. I always love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned. Um, and as you know, because you've listened to other of these of these episodes, um, you've, you're kind of early days, man. You got lots of growth in front of you. What would be two or three things that you'd share with our audience? You know, going through uh, taking an idea, bringing it to life. Now it's in market. Now it's time for growing. You know, what would it be two or three things you'd share with our audience? I think a lot of it has to do with just like coming up with the strategy that you have in mind and like loving what you do. And I think we all here, like you got to love what you do. And, uh, if someone had told me five years ago, I'd be thinking about hot sauce 23 hours a day, <laughs> right. you know, I'd call them crazy. Right. Um, but that's the nature of it. And I think if you love what you do, then all the ups, the downs, the roller coasters of this world is, is fun. Right. Um, sure. it's not always going to be easy, but it can be fun. Right. And I think, you know, one thing I did was quitting my day job early. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I didn't, right? right. And then I went back to work. Um, you know, I, I don't ever feel pressured to quit your day job, right? Um, you know, and I think if you can build a solid business and do something that you love, um, then inherently it will grow. Totally. Uh, and if it grows to the point where it can pay your bills, then yeah, quit your day job. That's really cool. Right? <laughs> um, I'm not going to let you go without sharing, you know, where'd the name come from? I, I, I always loved to, as you, you know, again, um, to understand like where disco come from, like disco sauce, like well, where did that idea come from? Totally. So as you, you know, as you stated earlier, my last name, it's, it's crazy. Paramitioti. Uh, so from a younger age, my nickname has been Pappy. Uh, and we were going to go with Pappy's Spice Co. Right pretty easy uh you know and then do some research and some guy in california trademarked that in 1980 oh, um, oh, darn <laughs> and so so you know i think you know we looked at where this kind of all stemmed from and it was a party uh you know and we wanted to do something fun sure. and different so kind of disco is this timeless adjective that in my eyes that maybe it's not this timeless <laughs> word that describes that describes a party in my eyes right uh, and i think disco. we're seeing we're seeing a resurgence of disco today with like electric uh, electronic music um right just as a general theme and you know by no coincidence uh that just happens to be kind of aligning of when we're building so it's it, you know, it's a part on your plate, baby. And that's kind of, you know, how do we communicate <laughs> that quickly? And uh, disco sauce was, was the option. Very, very cool. <laughs> I think it's great, man. Exciting. Yeah. I mean, you can't help but just smile. Like when I got it, I was like, oh, that's cool name. You know, I'd like to know the story behind it. So, um, all right. Before we go share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, et cetera. Absolutely. So discosauce.com, you can purchase our product, send it, drop us a line via our contact page. Find us at the re uh, retailers and bars that we are working with here in New York. Uh, feel free to send us an email as well as at hello at discosauce.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram at discosauce. 
Love it. So glad that you're here. You got to come back on. I mean, like this is early to early days for you and you got lots of growth in front of you um, and great reviews on Amazon, by the yeah. way. I was looking at that earlier. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Thank pretty you. exciting. Thank you. We got, we got to do chat. We'll do chapter two soon. I love it, man. You got, that's, that's a no brainer. So thanks for being with us today and really, really great to meet you, Alex, and can't wait to have you back on. Justin, you're a legend. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.